What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingsley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. We're skipping Monday this week. We're hopping right into Tuesday. And not a bad day back, is it? Let's do a, a, a little bit of a quick market check. I'm going to share my screen here. And you got Spy hanging out in the middle. Uh, let's look at small caps. You know, you got your small caps up almost a percent. We'll look at the triple Qs and NASDAQ down about 0.3. Really not a bad day back. Um you know, went out to some restaurants this weekend and every restaurant is just like so competitive to hire people at higher and higher rates. You know what I mean? Like we're talking $15, $20 an hour starting for, for you know, some basic food service jobs. Um, and, and the Federal Reserve, I mean, it's signaled time and time again that that markets can only go up. We're not having these 20%, these, these extended corrections. So I don't know. I, I, I was taking a look at the futures last night. They, they were down a little bit. They were flat. But we're looking decent today. So this is the trade idea show. That's what we're going for. Uh, we're talking about individual stocks. We're talking about swing trades. We're talking about investments. We're talking about day trades. That's what we are getting at with this show. Uh, so if we are not delivering on the ideas, and now I see the crowd coming in. All right. If we're not delivering on the ideas, call us out. I'll give you the tickers that are on my radar today. Let, let's get it going with, with AMC. Uh, how, how can we not open it up with AMC? I'm going to zoom us out here. Here's a one year chart daily candles. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty vertical. Okay. All right. So, so, so we're going to talk about AMC. Uh, I also have Uber, Neo, Ford on the docket already. Uh, any other tickers that you guys have, drop them in. We will have some time today to go through and smash through some tickers. Uh, let, let, let's grab some tickers out of the chat. Um, let, let, let's do SPI and then let's, let's do Blackberry and then up on my radar to get you next. We have Uber, Neo and Ford. Uh, and I'm going to add rocket to the group list as well. We, we had some folks in, in the chat asking about rocket. It's a stock that we both know very well. So we'll do that one. Is there news on I think it's why, whatever. why Airbnb is up, uh, Hilton dude travel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that general Hilton number that Hilton 93% booking number is going to move the whole sector. You know, I mean, is is this thing going to double again over the next couple of months? I mean, that's what the hopes are, right? That's the speculation that you see online as people are saying, oh, you know, it's at 125 now. This thing's going to 250. I mean, it's, it's already 20% higher than it was pre-COVID. That's why I'm sort of over these reopening trades. Like, I want a reason to love the stock. But but I mean, let, let, but but going back to Rocket for a second, I mean, the, the, the stock has a P.E. ratio of, of about 8 right? Price to earnings ratio of about eight. If we compare that to the S&P 500 average, it's 45, right? So, so I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you can do the same thing. Price to sales, the, the numbers look the same. EV to EBITDA, those numbers look the same, right? If you're just looking at it on a pure fundamental ratio basis, it's a cheap stock. So then the other thing to go to is, is there some reason to think that sales are going to decline into the future? And I, I don't think that there really is. Interest rates aren't going to go up. I think that there that there's no way, given this inflation inflation laden world that we're in, uh, there, there's still a big chunk of the population that's out of the workforce. I mean, I think that, that there's no way that that interest rates go up into the near future. That it would crash the market and, and the Federal Reserve again. And we said at the top of the show, signaled to us that they're they're 
the market can't go down. It, it, it's staying steady. Um, so, so, you know, low interest rates, value stock. Uh, I, I think, again, we're, we're in this inflation environment. Uh, housing prices are going to go up. So, so I, I don't think that there's a ton of a reason for, for sales to, to decline on these stocks. Um, so, so, all right, guys, if you are just joining us, let me give you a preview as what, of what is to come in these next 30 minutes. This is the Power Hour. That means this is the Trade Idea Show. That's what we're going for, guys. We're trying to keep the ideas full, and we just hammered through a ton of tickers. We still have to get through the three that are on my list to talk about today. We've got Uber, Neo, and Ford. Those are the three stocks. We've got some open options trades on. We're going to look at those options trades. We're going to look at the PL on them. Uh, but but before we dig into that, we're, we're going to bring a pretty interesting company on the screen with us. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? On the stream with us now, we have Alkaline Water Company CEO Ricky Wright, uh, Chairman Aaron Key. What is up, gentlemen? How are you doing today? Great, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you joining us. We were just doing some, some chatter about your ticker. It's great, ticker WTER Water. We we always appreciate these these you know fun fun ticker symbols, uh, but but I guess but before we dive into it, um, for for those who aren't aware, can you talk to us about what Alkaline Water is and give us a little bit of a background on the company? Sure, uh, Alkaline Water is a water that has a higher pH. Uh, you know the popular press will tell you that it helps all kinds of things. There are a couple of studies out that says it does help with some acid reflux. So. Uh, you know, it's it's a water that hydrates better at the end of the day. And speaking of labels, you know, we named it Alkaline 88 to begin with. We trademarked it so people knew seven years ago when the only thing that was Alkaline was a battery, that this was actually water. So for six years, we had Alkaline and water on the label, and we own that trademark nationwide. Uh, the company has grown from zero to, to we've done we'll probably get close to 100 million retail this year. So we're very, very happy with the growth. And we're only about eight years old. And, and Canley, Aaron was one of my first investors. Awesome. And, and, and can you talk a little bit about what, what, what goes into making alkaline water? Is this something that, that's pulled out of the ground? Or, or can you just describe how exactly the product itself is created? Yeah, we use an ionization process. In fact, we begin trademark ionize H2O. Uh, we have a machine that is, uh, we put purified water. So any source, we can use municipal, we can use lake water, stream water, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. We put it through an extensive filtration process. We put it through, and then we only use two ingredients. This is what makes our company unique. Uh, we're a clean beverage. Uh, we only have two ingredients, purified water. There's an FDA or uh, guideline on what that's defined as. And then we add a little bit of pink Himalayan rock salt for the electrolytes and flavor profile. And so we get a deliciously smooth water when you're all said and done. Okay. And, and through what channels are you guys selling? Uh, primarily through the grocery channel. Okay. Uh, you know, we have begun, uh, I just got an update. I think we're scheduled to try to be in 25,000 convenience stores by this time, uh, 2022. Uh, we're in about uh, 13,000 right now. So we're on track. It's okay. So, so, so it's about doubling. And, and you said that's over the course of the next year is, is when you're yeah. Going to reach that twenty-five thousand mark. Twenty-five thousand, uh, what you and I, I would call traditional banners. We're in Walmart, every Walmart. We're in CVS, we're in Rite Aid, we're in Kroger, we're in HEB, we're in Albertsons. So, you know, pretty broad banner reach throughout the country. Okay, 
And, and can you talk a little bit about how big you, the, the market is now or how big you picture the market getting? Obviously, everybody drinks water. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, but, but I mean, how big can, can the alkaline market specifically get? So we just read a survey put out by Beverage Marketing Corp that uh, by this year, they believe that market will be a hundred billion. So it's up tenfold. I mean, excuse me, one billion, excuse me. It's up tenfold really in the last eight years. So okay. about a hundred million eight years ago, and now it's uh, scheduled to be over a billion this year. And is it like a, like a move toward towards like like is it health conscious people who, who are driving that market and, and choosing to, to use these products or uh, you know what, what exactly is driving that that 10x market growth? It, it's hydration. Uh, I think Aaron can speak to this better. I mean, he his uh, one of his favorite sports uh, celebrities is a big alkaline uh, diet guy. Why don't you why don't you take this one, Aaron? Well, he's talking about Tom, but Tom Tom isn't an ambassador for us, but Shaquille is. But I guess. I guess the best way to put the category, and when you look at it, two two big things have happened in the last couple of years. Global beverages entered the space with the acquisition of Essentia by Nestle and the purchase of Core Water by Dr Pepper and Keurig. And you've also seen Coke with their Smart Water actually complement what we've done and actually name one of their Smart Water products Alkaline. So you've got the big boys coming into the into the category, and the Essentia Nestle one is so real and recent that um, obviously it's a good a good shot in the yard for the, the category. And I think it remains one of the fastest growing categories of beverage. Okay. And, and Aaron, you, you alluded to Shaq. Uh, you guys recent, recently announced the deal with Shaq. Can you tell us about that? What that does for the brand? Uh, you know, how, how you're working with them? Well, for, first and foremost, we've, we've done a phenomenal job with the brand. Ricky and the, and the management team have done an exceptional job getting the brand to doing what it does on an annual basis on top line sales with very little in marketing. We've really never done the traditional marketing. You haven't seen us on commercials or billboards or streamed in a, in a heavy amount. Bringing Shaquille on with the brand that he's created with a lot of the different um, partnerships that he's created through the Authentic Brands Group, I think it's time to see our brand go to the next level um, You know, with an endorser like him and his personality. Awesome. And what exactly is Shaq going to be doing for you guys? So it's an initial three-year deal, but if you look at the history of a lot of his, his contracts, take Icy Hot as a great example, it's it's become almost a lifetime one for him. So assuming we continue to execute as we have, he will do you know the full gamut of basically brand ambassadorship, commercials, and um, you know really I guess pushing the product uh, because how it came together naturally was he liked the product first and foremost, and and that's how the relationship originally developed. He's also on our advisory board, which, uh, you know, if you've never met Shaq in person, the guy is a genius. I mean, you know, that doctorate degree is a real PhD. And, you know, creatively, he is just a pleasure to be in the same room with. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so, so Ricky or Aaron, can, can you dig into that one a little bit and just tell us what, what it's like working with Shaq? He's big. <laughs> is, is he like, 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 like we, I've seen him on TV. Okay. He looks big on TV. Does, does he seem bigger when he's in the same room as you? I like basketball. I can't, and I'm not much shorter than Tate Steve Nash, another good good Canadian. I don't understand how Steve Nash went to the hole and got the ball in the bucket when I look at the size of Shaq and we met him. <laughs> but to answer your question about what it's like to work with him, you know, it was really surprising sitting down and the time that he spent and the energy that he put into actually understanding the brand and the business and his creative ideas. Just look at Papa John's, look at Epson, look at all these other companies he's working closely with. He's a big part of actually the creative process to what we're seeing out there because I think he's picking brands that he cares about. And that's what mattered really to us. 
as we went down that path of, of looking at ambassadors and so-called influencers. Okay. Um, you know, sh shifting back to the company a little bit, um, you know, I, I've seen on store shelves like CBD waters popping up and, and other water varieties. Um, you know, can you guys talk about, about future markets, how you, you could be getting involved there or, or, or are you just focusing on, on, you know, the core products, um, but, but any other sort of varieties that are interesting? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good question. We've done a thank you very much, like the uh, water uh, plug. Uh, it is so one of those things that we are uh, about brand extensions as well. So, you know, I held it up earlier. We were the first company nationally, national company, 75,000 stores to, to go out with an aluminum bottle, fully okay. friendly. Uh, I always tell you, put this in the refrigerator, let it get chilled. You'll never drink a beer again. It's that good. Uh, we've also done our flavored waters. And then we've got a CBD water that's also in the market. And, you know, right now we're limited on some of the FDA guidelines, but we will continue to expand. I mean, because we're a water company, our CBD business really is water plus powder packs, water plus gummies, water. But we're always leading with water in, in virtually every every environment, every channel we go down. Okay, excellent. Uh, and and let, let me ask you each one more question. Uh, I always like to ask this one, but but if you had to name one thing that you're most excited about for the company, what would that be? Go ahead, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think in a word, it, it's it's the Shack relationship. We get Shack, we get authentic brand group. Uh, you know, we've as Aaron alluded earlier, we really had no budget. Okay, we really been an underappreciated stock as well. I always tell people I think we're the most undervalued company in the in the country. Most, if you know how beverage companies get sold. They're sold on a multiple of sales. We're selling about two times sales right now. Most uh, most growth companies get a four to six to eight to 11, candidly. And so we're very undervalued. And I think that shack and the awareness that ABG Group is going to give us uh, is going to help us uh, get to where we get the next level. Excellent. And Aaron, how, how about you? Any, anything to add on to that? Yeah, I mean, I'd love, you know, it's a passion to make this a household brand. I mean, hopefully your man here continues to drink the product as he is and he enjoys there it. There you go. Producer AB, air horn for that one. <laughs> it's really good. You know, I got to say. And after a long weekend, it's nice to try to get, you know, the internal pH balance back to level. Um, so. We make all health claims. Yeah. Health cleanse, <laughs> a health cleanse, you said? Yeah, so we make no claims. Health claims. No, oh, no health claims. No health yeah. claims. Got it. So, oh, cool. awesome, gentlemen. Uh, any anything else that we missed, or, or we should make sure that we touch on? Aaron, no, I enjoyed it. Thanks for the time, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. Awesome, guys. I appreciate you hopping on with us again, guys. The ticker is W T E R, like water. Uh, we appreciate our fun tickers on the show, uh, and and yeah, let, let's stay in touch. We we definitely want want to bring you back on whenever you have updates or, or interesting things to share with us. Sure, maybe we get the big guy on Sunday too. That'd there we go. Fun. All right. Yeah, we, we'll have to like fly producer AB out to him so he can see how how tall he really is in person. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Great all day. Right, take care. All right, all right, Pro producer AB. So you had the water ready, or, or was that in preparation for this? Or are you just just an organic user? Um, what, what's no, I just I just happened to have this in my car, and actually I was worried. I, the reason I didn't grab it earlier was because I worry I was worried it was like a different brand, 
But then I saw the, the 88 on theirs, and I was like, no, that's the one that I have in my car. So I had to go run out and grab it. Okay, there we go. All right, so 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 there there it is. Uh, I'm gonna drop this one out to the chat too. Uh, if if anybody in the chat is an alkaline water drinker, drop me a one. If not, drop me a two. I haven't tried it yet. I guess I'll have to give it a go. Well, so, save me a cup. Pour, pour me a cup after this, producer AB. I right? will. And it's been it's been for me. It's been kind of like a fad that I've been aware of for a few years. Because a couple summers ago, I had an internship in Los Angeles where I was working for a film production company. Okay, trendy place, trendy place. Yeah, and that's where like a lot of trends start in LA and then they go across the country, whatever. And every single set that we had where we were working with different musicians, different rappers, all of them requested, like we would have like a box of Aquafina or whatever. They'd be like, no, you need to go back out and get alkaline water. And at the time, I had no clue what it was. So that was my first introduction to it. All right, that's interesting. Jason's joining us just as we're getting, I was just about to drop an AMC price check. Hi a day right now. It's going, baby. It's going. What's I up, own, Jason? I own 5,000 shares of AMC at $6, and one of our old employees said AMC is the biggest dog in the world. Who was it? Put him on blast. You know who it is. All right, here we go. We got Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Hi. Hi, this is Sharon Shabib. Um, soon she'll get rid of that last name, maybe, or she'll keep it as her middle name. One of those two, like one of those weird girls, you know, um, keeping the middle name, the last name. I guess not weird, but anyway, uh, why did Luke go get, um, uh, Jimmy John's if you got Taco Bell for him? I'm not really sure. He did say it was potentially for other people. Like he was like, it'd be really fun in the office on Tuesday. I don't like where my Campbell camera angle is, um, for, um, to get Taco Bell. So maybe he was kind of thinking about it for other people and forgot about it for himself. Okay. Maybe. That's just the type of guy Luke is, always thinking about others. Aaron, you got to talk closer to the mic if you want to talk, buddy. Um, Oh, sorry about that. It's all right. He said that it was rumored, but not official. What do you, what say you? What say you? If he asked for something, I was going to do it. So you, so why do you think it was rumored, not official? I don't know. What's his deal? We're going to have to reprimand Luke on this. He didn't know it was official is what he's claiming in this discussion. But um, correct, Luke? Maybe we should have brought him a whistle. Brought him a whistle? All he needed to make it official is a whistle. Oh. (laughs) So, like, maybe someone should have dropped a whistle over to him and been like, hey, it's official. That was a good one, Sharon. Wait. All right. I was was telling you about the idea that Sharon had for, like, a wait what segment. I know. We're going to do it now. Right. So what's – Sharon, do you know why AMC is is moving, why it's trading so high? We're doing a wait what segment, Sharon. This is teaching you the markets. Uh, Aaron Bree is going to do it with you right now because my face looks way too big on the camera when I do the two screen. I have no idea. Can you give me like an A through like B, C, and I can pick one? Yeah, so here, I'm going to pull up the chart on Benzinga Pro. So it's it's pretty similar to what was going on with GameStop a few months ago. Um, Essentially, there's a lot of people that are short. AMC. Right. And if the stock doesn't go down, here, wait, let me just get a sec to share the screen. Then if it doesn't go down, then the people that are shorting it are forced to cover it. So instead of being short the stock, they have to go out and buy the stock, which causes the price to go higher. And then when it goes higher, more shorts are forced to cover. So that's why it's called a short squeeze, essentially. But what's interesting about this one is actually they're isn't as much short interest in AMC as there was in GameStop. 
Um, so it's actually like a lot of people have been kind of surprised at how much this has moved. And and, and um, Aaron and yes. Sharon, and you should know both. You, you guys both know this, but or Sharon doesn't know this yet. There's a lot of reasons a stock goes up or down, and people, um, you know, view it differently. So in the chat, Webcoin said AMC is up because they sold a lot of movie tickets. Another one said students got $1,400 checks last week, so they're going to go buy movie tickets. I mean, there's just a lot of re reasons why a stock can go up. Now, short squeezes like what you just described, Aaron. Does that make sense so far, Sharon? What, yeah, but I have a question. What about Corella? Because that's a great movie that I feel like was just out. Like, is that have anything to do with it like Wait, Corella? what's Corella? whoa 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 where are we going now i don't know you just said something about movies so i know is, is that like a new movie that came is out is that a new movie yeah and it looks amazing and i've never been i haven't been to a movie theater but it literally looks like really good in my opinion. so so sharon here's what we should do you should get tickets to what's it called Corella? yeah and we should do some like benzinga recon and see what the you know is amc packed is it not packed because maybe that will give us some insight on the overall company. Yeah. Sure. That's half of my stock picks. Like, I bought this BGFV because it's a sports store. It's $1.89. Now it's at 33 You could have retired on that, Sharon. With mm -hmm. your money, Sharon could have put 100000 in. It would be worth, like, $3.3 today, Sharon. But um, so, but the reason I picked it is because I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, and I saw the store was packed. So I'm like, this must be good for, um, you know, whatever. And that's an example. Um, so... That Corella one is could may not be a move on that because that movie is owned by Disney and that could be on the oh. Disney app. So, um, so may not be just an AMC, AMC stores. Um, but AMC has a lot of people. I mean, I have had four phone calls on AMC from people that were listeners to the show, you know, and they're very passionate about AMC. All right, give give Sh Sharon. Do you have another question about the stock market, or you don't? Have, do you have a question? Uh, an additional question about the stock market? Yeah. Right, the second. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have a specific question. Right, the second. What about this, Sharon? Do you uh, know. Do, I was just going to ask you. Do you know, do you know what uh, what an ETF is? I mean, I hear about it all the time, but I don't know if I specifically know what it is. It, ETF is. I don't know. All right, it's yeah. uh, Sharon. We'll tell you. Wait, you Sharon, your hand is covering your. Okay, there we go. All right, so Sharon, this is what an ETF is. You'll be so. This is a good thing to know. An ETF is a basket of stocks. So for G, say you want to own Ford, GM, Tesla, and a few other automotive stocks, there may be an automotive ETF, and they buy the the ETF buys those stocks. So instead of buying each individual stock, you can buy one ETF, and you could buy a solar ETF, or and it owns a bunch of solar stocks. It makes your life easier. You buy a shopping ETF. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, say you think retail shopping is going to come back and you want to own Macy's, TJ Maxx, all these companies, they're shopping um, or, or retail shopping ETFs. You know, there's even, I think, some some beauty supply ETFs where they'll have Sally's in there or Ulta Beauty all in one ETF. And you can just Google whatever industry it is that you want to buy. Like Raz was saying, it could be automakers, could be retail shopping, could be beauty, and you will find an ETF. If we're going to keep this going, I'm going to say that's cool. How, how did the ETF get created? Because I don't really know that. Like, So I, I th they're fairly new in, in relation to like the overall stock market. Like I believe the first ETF was in the 80s or 90s. Um, but it was just invented from different funds as a way to kind of grab investors. So to say like you want to invest with us, um, say you're 
you know, Roundhill or say your Vanguard or, or direction, you can say, well, we have this cool new fund that makes it a lot easier to invest in than picking individual stocks. So it's really just a way for people that might not want to spend the time and hassle, like finding individual stocks, but say you think, oh, I really like uh, the shopping space right now, or I really like te technology. You don't have to spend the time vetting all these different stocks, looking at their financials. You can just go ahead and invest in that. Oh, and I do see we have our resident ETF expert on the line. He's probably here to correct me on something. Let's see. Spencer? Uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just to hop on. and. Oh, well, we were talking about so, – so we're doing our, our wait what segment with Sharon where we – Yes, I, I'm excited for this segment. So we were talking about ETFs, and she yeah. was asking me. Um, well, first of all, the the first ETF, yeah, um, I think was like back in the '80s or so. But but basically, I was just saying that the purpose of it is so that investors like us that might not have a lot of time because we're working throughout the day can, can pick an industry and invest in it without having to vet individual stocks, without having to do a lot of research. Um, and it's just kind of a more yeah. of a yeah. I mean, here's the best way I would put it, Sharon. When you like, you you could do a bunch of research yourself and try to find good companies and invest in stocks, or just buy a basket, and the basket holds. The basket it. seems, I mean, it seems the way to go, in my opinion. The basket, the basket is the way to go, in my opinion. The basket is is the way to go, in a lot of people's opinions, and and the basket is like, you know, in the literal and the like figurative sense, right? Like you're you're putting your egg by. Oh, by buying like spy for example you're literally putting your eggs in 500 baskets right so like if any one basket like crashes and burns you're okay right that's that, that's kind of the point uh and most people uh should <laughs> it's almost counterintuitive but most people i believe at least should aim for like average returns in the market, and the spy is how you do that. You you are the market, rather than try to beat the market and probably fail. You can just be the market, replicate the market, um, do what the market does. Market goes up, you go up. Market goes down, you go down, right? But you don't have to do a lot of research. It, it, it you know it's like boom, one click of the button, and you own five hundred stocks. It's that simple. So, Webcoin in the comments is asking: Is AMC an ETF? AMC, AMC no. is a stock. AMC is an individual <laughs> stock, but it will be in some ETFs, probably maybe some, uh, maybe like mid cap uh, ETFs or yeah. some retail. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, there are tools that you can like look up. Um, you know, if you want to say, I want an ETF that owns AMC, be like, well, you can look it up. Uh, ETFchannel.com has one. Maybe Minzinger Pro will have one too. Sharon, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I is this the first Wait Watch segment or am I out of the loop? Yeah, I've never been on this before. Awesome, welcome. And I'm learning a lot. What, what I do have another question. Okay, so yeah. what would you say is like the hottest? Like, because we were just talking about like I picked shopping because I don't know. I felt like that was necessary. I'm the I'm the hottest. I'm the hot. Oh, sorry, you meant the stock. Sorry. What is like the hottest like? Uh, stock like topic right now. I mean, obviously, I you know Bitcoin, and but and, if, if something is new into stocks, what's like a? I, we were just talking about retail shopping, but what what's a area to look at with like I don't what, know. Things what, are like, what, is, what is the hottest topic today? Sure. AMC. 
Um, well, um, we just talked about no, it. She, she's asking, like, what, what, like, industry? Like, yeah, what like, what, like, like what so travel, so travel, so travel's been really hot travel. over the past yeah. six months because people have all, have people have been, you know, foreseeing this reopening. Oh, everyone's going to want to travel. Everyone's want to get an Airbnb, a hotel room, want to buy a, want to buy, you know, hotel room for the weekend. Oh, 13 in the chat saying oil too, which that it plays, yeah. it, it plays into that as well. Cause when people are traveling more, more jet fuels being sold, more people are driving, more people's buying gas. So yeah, energy and oil have been huge. So yeah, Sharon, say you say you're like, Oh, I think, you know, this summer is going to be even crazier than people think it's going to be. I think people are going to be traveling even more than what they think is. Then you might want to get, um, you know, some exposure to a travel ETF or to some energy ETF. Or say conversely, you're on the opposite side of the spectrum, and you say, "I don't think people are going to be traveling as much anymore." <laughs> say you think that people are going to be still working from home, you know, in six months from now. Then you could buy some telecommunications, you know, ETFs, something like that. So it, the ETFs are a way that if you you have a thesis, you can still play it without having to pick the individual stocks. Yeah. So I, I, I want to show you one, uh, Sharon. Um, this is. This is an ETF uh, that only holds. It's the only like airline ETF. It only holds airline companies, right? Like mm-hmm. Del- Delta, Spirit, Southwest, United, JetBlue. Delta is my favorite. Is it in there? Delta's in there. <laughs> Delta's Delta might be the number one holding. I'm not sure, but it's definitely in there. So so check this out. Okay, so th- there's this whole that that see that big drop right that that big drop right there on the chart. Mm-hmm. Right, that was March and April of last year. That was when COVID hit. Okay, so basically, from March, from like mid March onward, the question is, do you think the airlines are going to eventually get back to their pre-pandemic? Level, right. Um, For sure. And this is this is dubbed like the reopening trade. Right. You either believe in the reopening, uh, or you believe in stay at home. Right. Uh, you can't really they're, they're opposites right because uh and and jets is like the one of the poster children of the reopening trade again because it's, it's just airline it just only, it only holds airline stocks right so you, you said you like delta yeah so here delta dal delta Charlie so looks the same so so at any point in the last year you could have said i believe in delta airlines I do. You do. Mm-hmm. I think Delta is the best, and I think is it because is it because you always get a second a second drink? No, I just think that their customer service and you can okay. get through to them, and they are great. Um, I do think they're a little bit more expensive, but I do think you pay for what you get. So I believe in Delta. Is it? Do you like it just because they have their own special terminal at the Detroit airport? No, not even that. Uh, I like it because of that, because that terminal is like the only place in the state you can get Chick Fil A or one of. <laughs> so I, that's why I like Delta. <laughs> no, I just feel like I love that they call you back. Like you know, you yeah. don't have to wait on the phone. They'll call you back, which is the worst. You have to wait on the phone for two hours for someone to get yeah. them. They'll call you back. So that's that stuff is pretty simple. If you are able, you're able to talk with them. They're maybe able to change things. Um, I just feel like they, I guess it's the customer service, really. That's what wins, in my opinion. You ever been on the phone with Spirit? It sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, 
So anyway, if I can, if I can bring it back here, so you can look at Delta, you can look at like go back to the Jets, which which has Delta in it, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this has been a central question of the last um, what, like 14, 15 months, right? Is will these stocks first off will the company survive? Because this was not a sure thing last last April, last March, right? I mean, air travel went to like basically zero, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, you can you can literally Google like if you just Google like um list of airline bankruptcies. There's like a lot of them. Like Delta went bankrupt, United went bankrupt. Like there's a lot of airliners frequently go bankrupt, right? So yeah. and when that happens, you as a shareholder you get wiped out. You get nothing. You go to zero and you lose all your money. Um, and then they and then they come out of bankruptcy and then they try not to do it again. Um, so so you know the fact that. A, are these companies going to survive? That was not a given last year. Um, that that was not a given. If you believed it, you you could have bought Delta Airlines. Oh, this is Jets. You could have bought Delta Airlines for like twenty bucks last last April, last March. It's at forty seven now. Uh, if you if you were convicted, and and th- you, you see on the chart that it's gone up, but it's not a straight line. It goes up. It goes down. It goes up. It goes down. It stops. It starts. Um, this has been like one of the predominant theme. You asked like what like the, the big themes are. The reopening trade has been a you know a big theme pretty much ever since we shut down last year. When is it when are we gonna reopen? When are businesses gonna reopen? When are we gonna be able to travel again and do all the things that we used to do? So you can see now uh, over a year later, Delta Airlines, we're still not back to where we were pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, we were at what? Like, I still think it's going to take a couple months, but I think it's coming. So if you think it's coming, and again, you like Delta Airlines, then uh, why not take a flyer? You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On, on, on DAL. If you want to do it a little bit more uh, diversified and say, well, you know, I, I want to, I don't want to put all my eggs in the, in the Delta basket. Yeah. Let me put my eggs in the airline industry basket. You can go Jets. Same trade. You can see the here. Let me just overlay it. You can do this in Menzinger Pro. You can see the two charts look pretty much identical. <laughs> you look pretty much. Delta's in purple. You can't even really see it. it it's identical. And purple, just so I know. T- it, oh, I was going to say, does that mean negative? But I guess it, no. It's, no, Delta is is. I'm sorry. Purple is Delta Airlines. Yep. And the non-purple is the the Jets ETF that has Delta in it. So you can see. And you can see Jets. Jets is doing better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, this goes here. Let let me zoom in. Uh, Let me just go like the past here. Let's go like the past. uh, This this goes back to January 2020. Okay. So here, January 2020. So yeah, Jets is a little, I mean, they're both down, right? Obviously, because pandemic, but uh, Jets is a little bit better. Right. Not by a lot. I mean, 13% to 18%. You know, you, you know, you saved yourself five, five percentage points, but. Um, th- this tends to happen with ETFs, right? You don't go down as much, but you also don't go up as much, right? Because mm-hmm. it's more balanced, right? Right. So, so, so that's been like the big theme. It's like reopening. Pretty much, it seems like though these ETFs aren't as risky, and so is there as much reward? Well, most of them are not. There are uh, special ETFs that are extra risky. Um. There are ETFs that that use uh, this thing called leverage, where you can basically be like, "I want to, um, I want uh, whatever this 
group of stocks does today, I want uh, whatever they did, but I want you to triple it. So if, they go, if the Delta Airlines goes up one percent, I want to get three percent. And this is a these are called leverage ETFs. They are they're risky. They're meant to be used short term. But by and large, yes, you are correct. By most ETFs that don't do crazy things like that are are generally less volatile than stocks. I like the 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 financial advisor like in the back of my head is saying don't don't say they're not risky because they are risky, um, but they are generally less risky than stocks for the reason that you have your eggs in every basket, multiple baskets, right? That's kind of the point. Um, so, so I want to show you that chart because, like that that reopening trade versus the stay at home trade is like a big is like a big theme of the last year. Because here, let me like show you. Um, uh, I have a question for like a new time, um, you know, trader. Yeah. How long would you say you have to keep your money in the market if you were, you know, in order to make a return? <sighs> This is a really this is a really big question. Extra thousand dollars, let's say. Yeah. Okay. How long do I need to invest it in order to you know Okay, okay. So um there are many schools of thought here. There's no right answer. Uh whatever I whatever I say is bound to piss some people off. Um <laughs> my personal belief is that the best time to invest always, always, it is now. Now meaning today. Meaning whenever you ask that question, do it now. now. Especially if you're younger. Because if you have younger, you have one big advantage over everybody else, and that is time. You have time. Time to overcome mistakes. If you invested right before the dot-com bubble burst in 2000, or right before the housing market crash in 2007, 2008, you would have looked, it would have looked really bad for you for a few years. But if you held long enough, let's say you bought the spy. Let me let me show you the spy. This is a really this is my favorite chart in the world. I think. Let me show you spy. All right, let's zoom way out here. Okay. Let me zoom. Okay, so if you bought spy, and it peaked. In September of 2000. Oh, I don't know what SPY is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good question. Thank you for telling me that. SPY is like the very is the ETF that we use as a like a, a gauge for the overall market. It's it's the ETF equivalent of the S and P 500, which is like the main stock index. Um, there are thousands of stocks, and we can't realistically like track them all. I mean, we can track them all, but. Uh, we use the S and P 500 as like just a measurement as like, or basically it's a ruler. It's a ruler. It's a way to gauge the overall market. You got to take 500 of the largest stocks in the, in in that trade in the U S and you put them in on this list and then we track the list. Um, And then this ETF spy just allows you to invest in that list. So these are the 500 largest companies in the U.S. Delta Airlines is on there, Amazon, Facebook, every company that you've heard of is probably on this list, right? Coke, Pepsi, whatever. They're all on here. Most most of the largest companies in the U.S. are on this list. Um, think of like, you hear like the Fortune 500, like as like a, if you're a Fortune 500, it means you're like a big deal, right? Uh, this is like the Wall Street equivalent of that. Right. Um, these are like the largest companies in the, in the U.S. Um, so this is a like a, a proxy, if you will, for the overall market, because like nobody's going to pay. Nobody's going to realistically like pay attention to like 
10,000 stocks. It's just like not, just, just not a good use of anyone's time. But we can pay attention to the 500 largest stocks and then just like use that as like a proxy. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to like, I'm, I, cause I remember when I knew nothing about this, I'm, I'm trying to like make it simple. I hope I'm doing a good job. Well, I just want to interject in here yeah. real quick, but yeah, Sharon, if you're ever curious, like on a day of, Oh, what's the stock market doing today? Whatever you can just literally Google spy price and it'll say yeah. up 2% or down 2%. That's, you know, the market's pretty yeah. much either up 2% down 2%. And that way you're not just looking around like what, you know, what's yeah. the stock market doing today? Spy price. Thank Cause you. you can, you can do it with other. That's cool. So, so think of spy like a bat, like, like the, the basket of the stock market. Okay. Okay. Spy of the stock market. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's not every stock. It's just 500, but from all intents and purposes, 500 potato, 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 right? 500. It, like that's really what people use as a gauge. Anyway, um, this was the this was the very first ETF. They thought, well, the S and P five hundred is the most is the most widely used index. Is what we cite when we re- refer to the market. Why not just make an ETF and allow people to invest in 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 the in the index and just make it investable? So this is just a way to invest in like the stock market. Uh, five hundred largest companies. Smash that like, subscribe. You know, we did a little bit of a different power hour than we normally do today. A little change of programming. No get technical. So if you enjoyed this content that we don't normally do, let us know by smashing the like, leave us some comments, and email powerhour at benzinga.com. And I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.